I'm jumping in with a quick message that I've added to all HR Coffee Time episodes to let you know that my group programme, Inspiring HR, is back. In case you haven't heard of it before, it's an intensive six-week programme for mid and senior level HR and people professionals. So if you're an HR business partner, HR manager, head of HR or HR director, or the people equivalent, so a people business partner, people manager, head of people or people director, and you'd like to build your confidence, your credibility and your impact at work, Inspiring HR could be perfect for you. We get started on Wednesday the 5th of June 2024 when we'll be meeting up over Zoom for two hours every week. The group sessions are a blend of group coaching, training and facilitation. They're supportive, encouraging and practical and each week has a slightly different focus. So in week one, we look at setting yourself up for success. Week two is about boosting your confidence. Week three focuses on being strategic in your role. Week four is all about building key relationships. Week five takes a deep dive into influencing at a senior level and the final week looks at planning for the future. There's a link with the full details in the show notes for you or you can learn more by going to my website, Bright Sky Career Coaching, clicking on services and then clicking on Inspiring HR Group Programme. I would love to have you join us and to get to know you throughout the programme. But if you have any questions about Inspiring HR at all, please feel free to ask by getting in touch through the website and I would be very happy to answer them for you. Welcome back to HR Coffee Time. And if you're listening to this episode close to when it's released, Happy New Year. I hope that 2024 is going to be a fabulous year for you. If we haven't met before, hello, I'm Faye Wallace, a career and executive coach who specialises in supporting HR and people professionals. I've made HR Coffee Time especially for you to help you have a successful and fulfilling HR or people career without working yourself into the ground. And in today's episode, I am going to be talking you through an activity that I call look back to look forward because hopefully after having a little bit of a break over the festive period you're feeling raring and refreshed and ready to go with your plans for 2024 but instead of just launching yourself into the busyness of your work because I know what a busy role you have it is so helpful to just give yourself a moment to pause and reflect and look back at everything that happened last year because there are so many lessons to be taken from that, so many positives that you may not notice unless you take the moment to stop. And in the spirit of walking the walk as well as talking the talk, I do do this activity myself and I also, the year before last, started publicly publishing what my answers are. So I use my HR planner to write down my answers and then I do a more expanded version on my blog on my website and I can link to that in the show notes if you'd like to take a look at it. Hopefully you have got an HR planner to help you have a fantastic year. The look back to look forward activity is on page nine of the PDF version of the planner and it's on page 12 
Just checking that quickly. Yes, it's on page 12 of the hardback version. So what I'll do is talk you through the questions now so you can fill it in live while you're listening to this podcast if you'd like to. Or of course, you can just have a listen, start having a bit of a think and then go to the activity a bit later. But I'd really love to encourage you to do it sooner rather than later. Right, let's get started then. What are the 10 questions that I have for you in the Look Back to Look Forward activity? The 10 questions are, number one, what did you achieve? Small wins are just as noteworthy as big ones because it's just too easy to think, oh, I haven't achieved enough, I have to keep pushing forward. We all unfortunately suffer from something called the negativity bias because we're humans, which means that we have a tendency to dwell on and really notice the mistakes that we make and the negative aspects of our lives and of our career. But actually there are lots of positive things that we are probably overlooking. Question two is what did you do to help others? Question three is what are you proudest of from 2023? Question four is, what did you do for your well-being during the past year? Because there's no point having a fabulously successful and fulfilling career if you're going to keel over because you've not been looking after yourself. And it's too easy for us not to look after ourselves. Question five is, what did you learn during 2023? Question six is, which relationships did you develop and build? Because relationships are important. It's your network that often really helps us to succeed. And we also tend to, again, feel happier if we have got depth of relationships with people. What are you grateful for is question seven. Because so much research has proven that you tend to be much happier if you are able to acknowledge the wonderful things happening if you're able to express gratitude. But it's easy to skip this in our everyday lives. So that's why I've included it in the planner for you. Question eight, what did you find challenging this year? Question nine, what insights do you have from reading through your answers to questions one to eight? And finally, question 10, how can these insights influence your goals for 2024? Because they probably will influence them. As you are writing down your answers to these questions, you'll suddenly have sparks of ideas that you can use for your goals. They're not going to help you set all of your goals. There are other activities in the planner to help you with that, but they will definitely help form probably some of the foundational goals that you're going to want to set yourself for the year. I'll just give you top level some of the answers I wrote down for myself so this doesn't turn into a ridiculously long episode but if you do want to dive into the full answers then I'll make sure that I do put the link to the article in the show notes for you. So question number one, what did you achieve? What I found from writing down my answers to this question is I had achievements that I just hadn't planned for at all. They were great things that happened that happened because people asked me to do things or opportunities presented themselves. I hadn't really set them as firm goals and I always think that's part of the excitement of life. Yes, we can plan things. Yes, I think it's important to be organised. 
Yes, I think it's important to set ourselves goals, but the great thing about life is that other stuff is going to happen too that is often really positive. I did also have achievements that I had planned for because I had set goals for them. So the ones that I had set goals for were things like making Inspiring HR, my group programme, as good as it could possibly be. I was already getting high feedback scores for Inspiring HR, but I absolutely threw myself into additional training and research throughout all of last year to learn how to make it the best possible experience for anyone attending. I ended up getting 10 out of 10 feedback scores from members of the latest cohort, which just made my whole year really. It really made it feel like all of that work that I put into it was really worth it and really had an impact. I have even more ideas for what I'd like to put into it for 2024 and I'm going to be announcing the dates that I'll be running Inspiring HR again soon so if you're interested in joining please do let me know it would be lovely to have you on the program. Other goals I'd planned for included launching my new website but I can't really take credit for that having launched. I'm very lucky to have a highly talented web designer for a sister. She has her own website business which is called This Demanding Life. Her name is Holly. You may have heard me talk about her before. So she created the website for me and one of her business colleagues, Amy Newlands, did the new branding for me and Oliver Meach did the copywriting for me. So I'm extremely grateful to all of them. It was great to get the new website live. I added way more to the HR planner to make it as impactful as possible. I had been testing out various new tools and ideas for the HR planner throughout all of last year. And I feel really proud of the product that is available that you hopefully have. It's completely sold out, the HR planner, the hardback version. And I'm thinking for 2025 of making a digital version available, a full digital version for anyone who would like to buy it internationally as well, because I had quite a few people from around the world asking for a copy. But unfortunately, I can't ship them abroad because it involves customs charges and tax implications, and it's way more complicated than I'd realised. Another achievement that I had planned for was that I grew the number of people who subscribe to get my weekly HR Coffee Time emails. There are now 7,500 people who hopefully lucky them, get to hear from me each week. If you don't get that newsletter already, I'll make sure I pop a link to that in the show notes for you as well. I promise it's nothing boring that I send out. I'll normally share information about programs that I'm launching, free resources like this podcast and stories and things that I've been up to that hopefully you'll be interested in and that are really focused on helping you with your career. Unexpected and unplanned achievements that I hadn't set goals for included speaking at my local CIPD for two events and I also spoke, I designed a strategy masterclass and shared that for a recruitment business called Morgan McKinley last year which was a great thing to do, lots of work but it really felt worth it in the end. I was lucky enough to be invited to talk on lots of other podcasts and weirdly, although I've had this podcast for two and a half years nearly now and 
have done more than 100 episodes, I felt quite nervous about being a guest on other people's podcasts. And I'm sure I could improve at being a better guest for them. I definitely find it easier to be a host than a guest. Other achievements that weren't really linked to the main part of my business, they were linked to this podcast, were having sponsorship for the first time. I'm really grateful to Presentus and Penfold for being the first ever sponsors. I also really improved the podcast guest management process because it had felt a little bit chaotic and really time consuming and I felt like the guests may not be having the smoothest experience so I put more structure and automation in place for that and it's now a much faster and more streamlined experience. I'm so pleased to have done that and it's really helped me actually think, right, I want to make sure it's the best possible experience if you want to have coaching with me or if you want to book onto a workshop or a program, which means that's going to be one of my goals for 2024, really having a fabulous onboarding and offboarding experience for, for anyone who would like to book onto one of my programs or workshops or have coaching. Unplanned achievements that I hadn't expected were the HR Coffee Time hit the number two spot in the UK Apple Podcast Careers chart. This was a real pinch myself moment. I couldn't quite believe it. It's consistently in the top 10 and often in the top five, but to actually get to number two when this is quite a niche podcast just for you, for people who work in HR, I couldn't quite believe it. It was wonderful. And it was also mentioned in several top HR podcast lists. It's about to hit 100,000 downloads, which again, blows my mind. I cannot believe that episodes have been listened to a hundred thousand times. It's incredibly rewarding to know that it's a resource that is helpful for people. What did I do to help others? I actually felt like I didn't do as much to help others outside of my normal work as much as I have done in previous years. So I delivered a talk for Kingston University's master's degree students on human resources management. I ran a free workshop for a church because one of my former coaching clients asked me if I would do that for his church. I raised funds for Alzheimer's Society by running HR planner workshops for free and asking for donations instead of payment to book onto the workshop. But I do feel that for 2024, I'd like to do a little bit more. Question three, what are you proudest of from 2023? I think hitting the number two spot in the charts, getting such positive feedback about inspiring HR, and also having really good feedback for the workshops and talks that I designed and delivered over the year. I hadn't planned on designing or delivering those workshops or talks, really. I was so used to doing everything online since the pandemic that I was surprised by how much I enjoyed delivering some stuff in person. And it's got me thinking about my goals for this year, whether I want to try and do some more in-person work. What did I do for my well-being during the past year? This is probably the one area I need to do the most work on. I definitely felt like I didn't do enough. My stress levels last year were a lot higher especially towards the end of the year with all the work that went into the HR planner. It's really made me realise I need to start the whole process of everything to do with releasing the next hardback version much earlier on. 
because I really, really felt quite stressed about it, which is not ideal. And I just found myself letting other things go that I had put in place to make sure that I keep my well-being. So walking my dogs daily, going to Pilates, going to tennis, it all just completely fell by the wayside for the final quarter of the year so I could stay on top of my workload. I have started putting things in place to help, which is mainly getting more support instead of trying to do everything myself. So I have now got a podcast editor who edits all the guest episodes for me. And if I'm organised enough to send him the solo episodes in advance, he's going to help me with those. I have a fabulous, wonderful virtual PA, Helen, who's recently joined me. And I'm hugely grateful for the support that she's been giving me. And I even have, for the first time ever, someone helping me stay on track with my social media called Annabelle, who's doing a fab job. Question four, what did you learn during 2023? I learned quite a lot. One of my big motivators is learning. So this is all stuff I will have enjoyed. I attended ICF accredited group coaching and facilitation training, which was great. I also did mediation training with Pragmatism. And you can always listen to Pragmatism's founder, Pete Colby, on the show. He has been on the show twice before. He was with us for episode 99 most recently, which was how mediation skills can help you resolve conflict at work. And then I also attended a negotiation skills workshop, which was run by Simon Duncan. You can hear him talk about that on why negotiation skills can help your HR career and how to develop them on episode 114 of HR Coffee Time. I also attended a programme for coaches, which is called Positive Intelligence. And then finally, I attended a brilliant virtual workshop design class, which is run by the School of Facilitation. And you can hear Kirsty Lewis, the founder of School of Facilitation, talking about why facilitation skills can help your HR career and how to develop them on episode 110 of HR Coffee Time. So you can see if I ever do any training that I think is really good, I end up trying to ask the person running the training if they will come on the show to talk about the skills with you, if I think that the skills will be really helpful for you as well. I also really could see the benefit in writing down all of the books that I've read. So in the HR Planner, there's a monthly review section and there's a question that says, what have you learnt? And whenever I'm answering that each month, I always make a note of any books that I've read. And this, again, I think shows the importance of us actually looking back instead of just looking forward all the time, especially if you can be a bit self-critical or too hard on yourself. I kept thinking towards the end of the year, and this might be where I was just feeling so stressed, oh my goodness, I just haven't read as many books as last year, I feel like I've fallen behind with my reading. But then when I actually sat down and wrote down in one long list everything that I had read, I realised it ended up being way more than I'd read last year. So we can really fool ourselves with these things. And if you'd like to see the list of books, if you want any ideas for what you might like to read this year, I've put the full list into the blog post that I've linked to in the show notes. I won't talk you through them all now because there are lots and lots of books. But one thing that helped me read so many is that a few of them I actually listened to as audiobooks. 
And I never used to think I could get into audiobooks. I'm just so used to reading an actual physical book and having a physical book in my hand. But over the last couple of years, I've started really enjoying listening to them. If you haven't given audiobooks a try, I'd really encourage you to give them a go and see what you think. Question six, which relationships did you develop and build? I developed and built new and pre-existing relationships with my clients, with other coaches, with the podcast guests and with my colleagues within the Bright Sky team. One way that I ended up deepening relationships without really meaning to is the fact that I started having online accountability co-working sessions. I had started doing this in 2022 and I found them really helpful. They've been a great way of keeping me on track with projects and tasks, but the happy side effect of having these accountability co-working sessions is it's meant that I've got to see people who I really like regularly and we always have a little 10 minute chat before we dive into doing our work. So it means that I'm seeing people more often than I might see otherwise. At the moment, I've really upped the amount of co-working. I have eight one hour slots throughout the week. Each session is with a different person and tends to focus on a different topic. If you're wondering what on earth I'm talking about when it comes to co-working sessions, all that happens is I have these different people, all eight of them, and I agree to meet with each of them individually on Zoom for one hour at a specific slot at the same time each week, every week. And I use that hour to focus on one thing in particular, that I need to crack on with in my business. So on a Monday, I have quite a few slots actually. And one of them, for example, is doing all of my finance admin for the business, something I'd very happily put off forever otherwise, because I'm not great at that side of things. Another slot I use to help me get started on writing my newsletter and so on and so on. So you obviously are going to have completely different tasks to me that you need to get done every week, but it is a practice I'd really encourage you to have a think about, especially if you've got things that you really find yourself putting off or procrastinating about. And in fact, I've really seen just how helpful accountability can be. So I've decided for the first time ever this year, For anyone who has a hardback copy of the HR Planner, I am going to start offering free monthly accountability sessions to help keep you on track with your planner. And in that time, we can all just go through the monthly review exercise together that is in your planner at the end of each month. And I'll be emailing out details of that to anyone who bought a planner. So if you are a planner owner and would like to join me for 45 minutes at the end of each month to crack on and really make the most of your planner, I would love to see you there. Question seven is what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for so many things. Outside of work, I had some really lovely quality time with my family. We went on some great trips and some lovely holidays. I'm really grateful for you for listening to the podcast every week and for rating and reviewing it or getting in touch with me to say if it's helping you. I'm grateful for being an HR Ninjas partner. The HR Ninjas is a fantastic free community on Facebook that I've been part of for years now. It's such a lovely supportive community. I'm really grateful to all my co-working accountability partners who I just mentioned. I really enjoy seeing them every week and hugely appreciate the fact that we managed to stay on top of our projects by supporting each other. 
And I'm also really grateful to some people in particular who were just amazing at encouraging me to keep going with the HR planner and really championing it. And they are Michelle Hartley, Claire Cathcart and Pete Colby. I've already mentioned Pete in today's episode because he is the person whose mediation training I did. He has been fantastically supportive. And Michelle Hartley and Claire Cathcart have both been on the podcast in previous episodes. They both have services to support HR professionals. So if you haven't heard of them before and would like to see how wonderful they are, then I definitely recommend looking them up. Question eight. What did I find challenging over the year? The biggest challenge I experienced throughout the year were putting myself under too much pressure, which is a bad habit that's reared its head again. And it that is what left me feeling a bit burnt out at the end of the year. I was putting myself under so much pressure to do so many different things to a really high standard. It means I'm incredibly grateful to have had some time off over Christmas to re-energise. And I know I have to make some changes for 2024 so it doesn't happen Again, my other challenge is that I really recognised I need to work on my business acumen, which I'm hoping is going to be helpful to all my coaching clients as well, because I know that this is an area that lots of HR and people professionals can struggle with. And working on my business acumen or trying to have more of a business head on means that I've recognised I need to free up more of my time to do paid client work instead of dedicating quite so much time to things like this podcast and other free resources that I create. And I also need to put more support from other team members in place instead of doing so much of the behind the scenes work myself. Question nine, what insights do you have from reading through your answers to questions one to eight? My insights were looking back is always helpful. It's incredible how our brains can trick us into thinking that we haven't done enough. My second insight was how much I enjoyed doing things in person again. My third insight was that accountability sessions continue to be really helpful. My fourth one is that process improvement is boring at the time, but it reaps rewards in quality, consistency and efficiency of service. So All the process improvement I put into the podcast guest management process really paid off. And as I already mentioned, I want to make sure that I am putting that same improvement mentality into my onboarding and offboarding experience for coaching clients. My fifth insight is that it's always interesting to see how goals evolve and shift. I'd ended 2022 thinking I was going to create a write your HR strategy in a day workshop, but as I developed and tested and researched and worked on the idea, it morphed and changed and it ended up becoming the 10 steps to strategic success workshop that I ran at the end of the year. And I'm now going to incorporate parts of it into the being strategic module of inspiring HR. My sixth insight was focusing on fewer goals is more impactful than focusing on too many. The review, the looking back to look forward, it really confirmed that lasering in on a handful of goals is so much more powerful than trying to achieve loads of different things. I put a massive focus on developing my group coaching and facilitation skills over the year and I really felt like it paid off. Insight seven, I still find it really hard to let go. (laughs) 
When I read back on my look back to look forward from the previous year, I talked about finding it hard to let go of some of my coaching work and having other Bright Sky coaches do some of the coaching for me. This year, I realized the biggest things I struggled with letting go of is a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, like editing the podcast or corresponding with podcast guests. But when I did finally let go, things usually then worked out for the better because of the time it freed up without compromising quality. In fact, it definitely improved the quality by asking other people to help me. And I need to remember this as I move forwards. My eighth insight was that I need to free up some more of my time so I don't burn out. And actually, one important thing I need to tell you that you may have guessed already is that I've decided to reduce the frequency of HR Coffee Time podcast episodes. So instead of releasing the podcast weekly, I'm going to start releasing it fortnightly just to give me a little bit more breathing room and also to give me more time to work on other projects and just not feel so maxed out. I don't want to stop the podcast completely because I love doing it so much and I love the fact that I know hopefully it's helpful for you but I'm just going to see how I get on with reducing it to every other week and I hope that you're still going to really enjoy listening to the show and still tuning in even if it's not coming every single week. And it may not be forever, but I'm going to give it a try and see how it goes. And then my final insight is that I want to prioritise my physical well-being after letting things slide so much. That brings me onto the very final question, question number 10. How can these insights influence your goals for 2024? The goals that I'd like to set myself that have appeared or materialised after doing this look back to look forward activity are... Number one, enhance the HR planner ownership experience by setting up those live monthly accountability sessions for HR planner owners. And I'd also like to start sending monthly emails to help HR planner owners keep on track with their planner and get the most out of it and really hit their goals and enjoy their work and have a great impact. Number two, I want to create a group coaching program, especially for chief people officers slash chief HR officers, depending on which title you tend to prefer. Over last year, I coached several people who are in those roles and I've started to get a feel for some of the common themes and challenges I can see coming up. So I'm quite excited about putting something together, but it's still percolating at the very early stages. My third goal is I'd like to look into getting Inspiring HR accredited. This isn't something I've ever looked into properly before, so it feels a bit daunting, but I'd definitely like to do it. And the fourth goal I've mentioned lots while I've been talking to you today, which is about creating that fantastic onboarding and offboarding experience for all of my clients. And that's going to involve creating and following a documented process, asking for help and using some automation to make sure there's that really high level of consistency and quality. Number five is I'd like to create a welcome sequence for all new HR Coffee Time email subscribers. And that might sound like a really small thing, but I've been putting it off for ages. (laughs) I don't know why, but I think again, I just really want to make it feel like a wonderful experience if you are signing up to receive anything from me, whether it's a free thing or a paid thing. And number six, stop doing so much admin myself. Instead, I need to start utilising other team members to help me so I can really focus on the 
on the work where I can have the most impact. That brings us to the end of the look back to look forward activity. I'd love to hear how you get on with it. Please do get in touch to let me know. You can always reach me on LinkedIn. I'm there as myself, Faye Wallace, which is spelled F-A-Y and Wallace is with an I-S at the end instead of A-C-E. Thank you for listening all the way to the end of today's episode. And I look forward to being back again, not next week, but the week after with a fabulous guest episode for you. 